The reason for this um, very, very mild end of the year is that simply the general patterns in, in the atmosphere that govern our daily weather were fairly stable in, in the last, uh, at least the last part of December. What I would like to remark also is that the first part of December itself was fairly cold, right? And the, what was remarkable was how quick it changed in a couple of days around the 18th of December, where over large areas, the temperature rise almost reached 10 degrees in a couple of days. Can you tell me how extraordinary is that temperature, that 10 degrees temperature change? Oh, this is fairly remarkable, yeah. These patterns, these atmospheric structures move, right, all the time. They stall sometimes. But the way that this has twisted from one type of pattern to another was really, really remarkable. And so this is why we felt it as a kind of brutal change. Right. And, and can you tell us what was responsible for this temperature hike? Oh, that's a structure that kind of pulls warmer air masses from, let's say, the tropics, right, from the, the southwest and the, the Atlantic towards Western Europe in, in particular. And so with those depressions being northern and just while kind of pulling these warmer, uh, warmer um, air towards the continent. So we saw massive temperature differences and new all-time records broken in Warsaw. Residents woke up in the new year with temperatures peaking at 18.9 degrees Celsius on New Year's Day, which was 5.1 degrees centigrade higher than the previous all-time record, which uh, comes from 1993. So, Cyril from the World Meteorological Organization in Geneva, this is the shape of things to come, isn't it? Well, this at least is fully um, compatible and, and consistent with the changing climate that, that we observe, right? IPCC has been telling us, telling the world, this warning message about global warming for decades, but now we can observe. This is no longer a projection. We can already observe the, the, the effects of it. You say the IPCC, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, and it is, let's just get this uh, cleared up, it is man-made climate change that's happening, isn't it? How can you be so sure about that? Well, climate always has had some variability, right? But on long time scales. And what IPCC scientists, through their various working groups, put into evidence is that the rapidity of this change in the last, let's say, century couldn't be explained by the natural variability of the Earth system itself. And so these greenhouse gas emissions and the concentration of those in the, in the atmosphere are the driver of this global warming. And with these weather extremes that we're seeing from California in the United States, that's been battling a second week of storms, rains and floods, then we go to the Horn of Africa. It's had terrible droughts for the last five years. And we've had floods in South Sudan, rising seas elsewhere. I mean, are we seeing any patterns coming through from the weather extremes that I often report on and that our listeners are clearly worried about? Well, extremes always existed, right? And because of the intrinsic variability of the weather and the atmosphere itself, what is striking is, and what we start to observe, is that those extremes or those phenomena that we considered as extremes may become closer to the norm 
in the next decades, right? Meaning that higher intensity events will be more frequent and their scope, their coverage may be also, also different. More energy in the, in the atmosphere, in the Earth system, result in stronger and more acute uh, phenomena to transfer energy across the globe. Understood. So more people, more energy use is going to result in warmer air, wetter air and more weather extremes. And Mm -hmm. on the back of that, how is the World Meteorological Organization prepared for what could become the normalization of climate shocks? Well, first of all, the World Meteorological Organization has a, a coordination standard making across member states is pushing towards better observation of the Earth system. And in particular, we, we launched a recent initiative on greenhouse gas monitoring, because this is a driver, right, of this climate change. And unfortunately, up to now, we are not on the track we would wish to be in terms of emissions, right? And so the, for the mitigation part, uh, part of the WMO contribution will be to better monitor what's going on, what's being released in the, in the atmosphere. But as I said, as we already observe consequences of the global warming. We need now to really take more action on uh, adaptation because this is already happening. And so part of what WMO is really engaged in, and this was the reason why the UN Secretary General Gutierrez called for a UN-wide initiative so that everyone on earth is protected by early warning systems within five years, last year that was launched at the COP27 in November. This is precisely to work systems that can provide better anticipation of hazardous situations so that people are not hit, unaware of what's maybe a significant threat for them. And so we can mitigate the impacts of those phenomena that we cannot stop at the moment. And so just finally to you, Cyril Honoré from the World Meteorological Organization, that kind of early warning system is going to help A, communities get out of the danger area and also B, uh, the World Meteorological Organization and other national climate organizations to better plan and, and understand the evolving atmospheric threat level. Is that right? Absolutely. Uh, there is an anticipation component in that to mitigate direct impacts. But it also helps in better understanding risk as such and the changing nature of risk because of the changing climate, right? And this is what we, we really ambition to do. But again, WMO had a leading role in, in this initiative for sure. But WMO needs support from a variety of partners across the UN and even beyond because this is such a big challenge to reach everyone on Earth with the adequate information so that people can act ahead of potential disasters to mitigate their impacts that meteorologists or hydrologists alone cannot do it. We need a global engagement in this initiative.